The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. The Dateable Podcast is hosted by UA, that's me, and my co-host Michael Vargas. Michael's a dating coach who holds a master's in clinical psychology, and I, a former dating coach in New York, am now an active dater in San Francisco. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches, 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. Folks, on each episode, we dissect a dating story, and I believe we have uh, Julianne. Hi, I'm here. Hi, so what is your dating story? Sure, um, so something that I really wanted to talk about, I've had a chance to listen to a, fun, a few of your episodes, and they're so funny, and they're great, and, Yay! but there a lot of times they're... Um, tragedies, or at least the yeah, ones that I've listened to. Yeah. Um, they're like breakdowns. And, and <laughs> of course, we all have our fair share of those um, war stories and dating. But I have actually, in the last few years in moving to San Francisco, had some really positive and growing experiences through dating oh. and still have like really good relationships oh, with a lot of my former partners. Um, and so this particular story I just think is a very like appropriately San Francisco story because it's it's about there's some like online dating involved, some dating apps, um, like unicorn tech startup. Um, there's just and magic and synchronicity where like I just don't think it's possible to live in San Francisco without really feeling the magic and synchronicity yes. that exists here. It's it's palpable and it's really unique to this city. October, I'd ended a um, a significant five year relationship yeah. and and I I didn't want to date obviously immediately after that. I wanted to take to some time to like reflect, be alone. And that was also the time around which like Tinder was starting to emerge. So I download Tinder. To be honest, like 95% of the messages coming through were like, I wasn't really interested. They were pretty, pretty inappropriate. And <laughs> I was like, okay, this is sort of what I expected it to be, right? But I remember there was one person who I was like, 
oh, this guy looks really nice. Um, his first picture, he was like on the on a camel. He was like, so guys, if you need to look nice, you better be on a camel. I have a camel photo. <laughs> <laughs> and so he stood out. Again, I'm not really in the mental space to be dating at this point. You know, it's only a few months after my relationship. So after 24 hours, I literally deleted the app. So fast forward to June. I'm on Hinge and I'm, you know, like scrolling through and then I come across this picture. I'm like, huh, wait a minute, this guy looks super familiar. And I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, how do I know this guy? How do I know this guy? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the guy that I matched with back in January. It was a very distinct picture because his face, his, his, he just has such a sweet face. It was the camel. It was a camel. It was the Let's cam be honest yeah. here. And by face, I mean the camel's face. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. So we're messaging and then he goes, um, we're, we just start talking and like typical questions of like, what do you like to do? And then on, on Hinge, it says where you work, right? And so he works, um, I won't say the name, but he worked for like one of the, at that time, like the top like unicorns tech startup company. And I was like, oh my God, I, I was like, I, I had actually interviewed there, but I got projected, so I didn't say that. But I was like, oh, you work for such and such company. He goes, yeah. And I was, <laughs> you know, a few seconds later, he goes, wait a minute. I remember you. I interviewed you. What? So this guy, his name is so his name is Brian. He's still one of my best friends, and I, I got his. Um, he's telling me that I could. He he goes, oh my god, I totally interviewed you, and 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 it, in this moment, suddenly it's like flashbacks, right? Like I'm getting, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's all clicking. Yes, this guy interviewed me. He looks really different in pictures from real life, and he goes, wow, I remember you because. You, I had just been promoted to manager and you were the first person that I ever interviewed. And I remember being so nervous because I thought you were really cute. If only you had just communicated with him on Tinder when you did, you probably would have gotten the job. I'm just saying, you know. I should have thought about that. I should have thought about that. And, and so we're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy, right? And then all of a sudden... Somehow, again, this is a memory that completely had slipped my mind until this exact moment. I remembered a few weeks after my interview, I was walking down Market Street near Market and Second. And I'm walking down and I see this man who's about a half a block away from me and he's walking towards me. He's very tall, very good looking. And we just locked eyes. We were about half a block away from each other. And in that moment, I didn't make this connection but he's half a block away we lock eyes and literally until we cross paths we're just lo eyes locked like smiling oh i love it when that happens and in that moment that i was messaging with him on hinge i was like i know this is super crazy but i'm pretty sure that a few weeks after our, our my interview i crossed paths with you on market street and he goes yeah I totally remember that. Oh my that. God, it's got goosebumps. <laughs>
And we're like, okay, this is... Let's just have sex and now. It's, no, but you know what I mean, <laughs> what are we waiting for? And you I know the job. By <laughs> the way. But you know what's the really crazy thing? Like, in that moment, actually, like, I hadn't remembered. I just remember, like, when I crossed paths with him, I didn't make the connection. It was only when I was on... We were messaging that somehow it clicked in my mind that this was the same person. So anyway, so we're, this is just getting completely outrageous. We're like, whoa, what yeah. is all of this synchronicity that's happening, right? So we're like, okay, we obviously have to exchange numbers. So we exchange numbers and we immediately start, you know, off the app texting. And at the same time, we, we, we ask, so where do you live? And he, he tells me where he lives. Oh my God, he's your roommate. <laughs> what are the chances? Living right in my apartment with me. <laughs> All this. He just looks totally different in his pajamas. It's weird. Yeah, so, so he tells me where he lives, and he literally lives five blocks away from me. Mm, that's convenient. Which, in, like, this is a small city, but that's still pretty crazy that's right? close wait did you ask him what are you wearing and you guys were wearing the same dress <laughs> the same onesie yes yes we of course ended up meeting and it was it ended up being like the most life-changing relationship of my life wow. um like to this day like i like both brian and i will say like he's one of my soulmates like i'm one of his soulmates and that will never change what was so life-changing about this relationship? Oh my gosh. It, it's really the... Everything. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, I believe in magic because of our relationship. And I think that, like, first part of even, like, how we kept crossing paths is, like, indicative of the magic that was present throughout the course of our relationship. I'm actually a firm believer that, that everything does happen for a reason. I like, agree with Every you. relationship yeah. is very intentional, and even the ones that are tragic and heartbreaking, like you're meant to learn a yep. really significant lesson, maybe about how when someone treats you poorly or they don't show up for you, well, how are you showing up for yourself? Like, who are you being such that you created space for that relationship, right? Like, we are treated generally in the same way that we treat ourselves. And so it was the first time where it became like so clear to me that relationships are our biggest teachers, our partners mm -hmm. are our biggest teachers and they are our mirrors who show us how we're showing up in this life. Yep. And, and it couldn't have been more clear with Brian where we're actually super, super similar in many ways. And so I, I was really shown how I, I had some codependent tendencies in relationships. I had some ways in which I would I would look for love in my partner instead of creating it within myself. The way in which we grew together is I think the way some couples grow in like 20, 30 years. We used to talk about that. Like it was, even our close friends will say like, you guys were meant to be together in this lifetime. And I'm not attached to the idea of forever anymore. I'm not attached to the mm -hmm. idea of being with someone forever, that that's what I need or that that signifies like success in a relationship because I would do that relationship with Brian a million times over. And I would also end it, right? Like in the way that we did, like, and I'm also incredibly happy that we're not together right now 
you know, like learning mm -hmm. how to actually end that relationship was one of the most difficult and rewarding experiences in my life because we were we loved each other very much and we also understood that we had an unhealthy codependent relationship where we weren't standing in our own power to like create love for ourselves. We were and to be totally honest, I think that's what the vast majority of people do, which is why relationships fail, because we look to our partner to satisfy us in a way that's really unreasonable and the expectation and the pressure we put on partners is just, is, mm -hmm. it's not healthy, right? And so... How long did this relationship last? A year, a year. Have you heard of life partners versus soulmates? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, the article about like that distinction, yep. like the choice. Well, like, li like soulmates come to your life to teach you something mm -hmm. where a life partner is basically someone you can build a life yeah. with. And, and with soulmates, what they often say is like, if you actually ha are fortunate enough to learn the lesson, that's actually when it's appropriate to end the relationship. Yeah, right. And it's often the ones where there is that turmoil, ongoing, like repeated pattern of like pain or difficulty. It's like you're, you haven't gotten the lesson yet. Yep. And that's why it keeps prolonging in that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we both had the courage to say, yeah, this is a pattern and it's not just ours. We see it in in maybe our parents or, you know, our, like other people in our families or our communities and like, we need to end this cycle. What you're able to do was really take from this person this amazing experience and see, okay, this person provided me with something that was so necessary for my life so that I can have a more fuller life, a richer life. And and that's what it is. And that's okay that that's what it is. And sometimes I like what you said, how we we're trying to expect more and expect it to be different. But sometimes a relationship is just what that relationship is and then that's it and that's okay and that's perfect for what it is that we both need in our lives so are you guys at a point where it's like you're okay with dating other people like you're oh, yeah, I, you, you want him to be dating other people you want him yeah. to be in love absolutely oh my gosh all like i'm so happy for him to experience love like i love him in that way and He's very happy for me in the relationship that I'm in. And he even jokes, he's like, like my partner right now is really, really amazing and super lovely. And he almost feels like the fact that I'm in a happy, loving relationship is a sign that we did something right. Do you know what I, I mean? It's <laughs> like, it's like, it like helped you get to that. Oh, level. yeah, totally, totally. And he's, because we feel so connected, like we're still soulmates, like he's still one of my soulmates. Um, but I also believe that we have lots of soulmates. It's like, do you have friends yeah. where you're like, you are my soulmate? Yeah, I, I recently had someone uh, come into my life right before I left San Francisco, and uh, she just lit up my world. And I felt like she was someone who is a soulmate, and it helped me learn so much about my life. It helped me see things, and she saw so many things, and the connection was just so beautiful, um, and that's what it was. And we know that for the rest of our lives, we'll still have this wonderful connection, and whenever we do get to see each other, it, it would still be wonderful. 
Yeah, and something that I've noticed with my friends and even Brian, who's like, you know, one of my soulmates is like, we actually tend to grow in similar patterns. And so it's almost like we get excited when we see the other person grow because I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's going to kind of like happen in my life, <laughs> you know, because we'll see these parallels of our growth. Yep. And and so like he's almost like, I love that you're in like a really happy, loving relationship because it's it's almost he's like, I can almost feel the energy from that. We just thought the world of each other. Do you know what I mean? Like we yeah. both pedestaled each other. Like I was yeah. like, you are the most amazing person I've ever met. And he was like, <laughs> you are the most amazing person. And so, and I think it was the first time where we were like, whoa, this partner really sees me as this incredible being. And yet I still don't necessarily see myself in that way. What is that? You know, and both of us had that experience. And so it was an opportunity. Did so you go through the exact same thing? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I could just interchange from my Maybe we're solving. Dude, I believe that this, I believe that we live such a collective experience and that like parallel experiences are not unusual. I literally feel like everything you've yeah. said, I feel completely 100%. Yeah. I feel like with enough wine, anybody can be my soulmate. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. But I do want to bring up some, I'm jotting down all these themes that I'm hearing from this or learnings. And one of them is this idea of possession. I don't know why this word keeps coming up is that I feel like a lot of times when we enter into relationships, our partner, we see our partner as our possession. And sometimes we want to be possessed. You belong to me and I belong to you. And then actually, I think that's the worst way to look at a relationship because the way you described it, you're like, I'm in this great partnership. Not so much that this is a relationship, it's a partnership. Meaning it's not, we don't belong to each other, but we're meant to be in this partnership together to better each other. Well, I think for me, like when I realized that I was truly in love with my ex who also didn't work out for Mm -hmm. similar life reasons that you brought up, I think the first time I realized it is when I stopped thinking about what is this person doing for me, Mm -hmm. but more just... I want the world for this person. And the second um, theme I'm I'm thinking of is this idea of breakups that aren't negative. Because when we think of breakups, oh, you have to give me a really good reason for a breakup. You know, he cheats or he doesn't treat me right or we are fighting all the time. But sometimes a breakup is setting someone free when you, your time has passed. Totally. At the end of it, it was like, oh my God. It was like, thank you. You know, both of us had this deep sense of gratitude and like, uh, you left me better than you found me. Break up with gratitude. If you choose to take that approach with anything, right. like like any, so often we take rejection as like a personal attack on like our, our self-worth or like our value or who we are. No, it's like something that's not aligned with you is like moving out of your life and creating spaciousness for what is aligned with your highest good, mm. right? And how mature. How many yeah, people yeah. think in that way? He's me. an alien. <laughs> He's an alien. He's- oh, so that's a, yeah. that's a key learning here. It's dating right. alien. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Is there an app for that? Yeah. And then my third learning, I mean, I had like 10 learnings, but one, my third takeaway is when you're meant to meet, you'll meet. Um, so I, I hate this idea of people being like, I have to be on every app because I have to cover yes. all my bases. Yep. I really feel like when you're meant to meet someone, open your eyes because they could be standing in front of you at market in second. And, and not only that, page. we met at the time that we were meant to meet. Yep. We would not have been, com- we shouldn't, we, we wouldn't have been compatible like 
in January, yeah. you know, in yeah. March when he interviewed me. Like, those were not the times yeah. for us to get together. So we didn't. To me, magic is so real. That's that's one of my mottos. Magic is so real if you if you just open your eyes and and there's so much available to you, especially mm. love. Like yeah. everyone is so worthy of love. Everyone is so worthy of like really fulfilling beautiful relationships. That's why I don't believe in hard set rules about dating. I don't believe in hard set rules about anything because I think that stems from a need to control. Yep. And when you when you try to control situations, you're actually really limiting yourself because usually it's the most beautiful things, most unexpected things that bring you the most joy or bring you the most you know beauty or love in your life. And be open to the universe. Listen to the universe yep. and be open to what it has to offer you. And I'd also say that like if there's anyone who is listening to this or you know and they're like oh gosh like I'm not doing that I'm, I'm doing it all wrong like I'm doing all the things that they're saying I shouldn't do. There's also no shoulds and wherever you are right. like I know I sound a little bit like a self-help book right now but like <laughs> they're exactly where you are is exactly yep. where you're meant to be like do not shame yourself for where you are like have compassion and understand that like life is really beautiful it honestly is and you will end up exactly where you're meant to be and wherever you are now even if it's difficult oftentimes like in those moments it's the most important to just surrender to that experience and say like what is the lesson yeah. here I always have the biggest learnings when I'm in my biggest breakdowns and there's usually something really beautiful that I break through right after that be gentle with yourself <laughs> be gentle you have the most amazing hair can I just gently touch it I'm touching Julianne's hair right now like Julietta Julia Solvay maybe you guys are <laughs> Michael, you and I are kicked out. You and That's I are my SOL. Away, that I met another soulmate tonight. We are we are not in the soulmate club no. anymore. No, Michael, you and I are soulmates. Yes, and I and and you have very beautiful hair too. And I I I would be petting it right now if I could. Michael, do you have any takeaways before we move on to question of the day? Sometimes we need to just see relationships. Uh, we we experience it for a particular reason and that's it and that's okay like if it doesn't turn into anything more that's fine and i think it's important to look at what is it that we learn even if it's so amazing and and wonderful and spectacular but it's doesn't turn out to be you know a marriage or anything like that that's okay it was there for a reason and what did you learn who did you become what did you experience in your life and i think sometimes that is basically the setup so that we can have a more fulfilling life. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like now motivated to call the last person I had a connection with and remove all barriers and be like, let's just be soulmates. <laughs> you just want a soulmate. You want so bad. That's a great app, Miss Soulmates. Or Pity Soulmates. Let's move on to question of the day because I think we can talk about this forever. And thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story. I mean, such a San Francisco story, but beautiful as well. So I've been saving this question of the day for the most appropriate story. And this is super appropriate. Comes from Cheryl. She says, I was in the process of interviewing for a company that I really want to work for. And on a dating app, I matched with a guy who works at the company. Stop. Should, <laughs> should I proceed? Should I proceed to meet him, or should I wait until after my interviews? Uh, my, I guess my my first question would be like, 
what's his role and what will be her role? We don't know. But at these, you know, at a lot of these companies, you never know who's going to interview you. It doesn't matter what their role is. It could be anybody. I'm just a believer in always being honest to be on like, so I, yeah. I think that a, there's no wrong way to do this. Like she could go on the date or she could not go on the date. I don't, I don't think that there's like a prescribed, you know, way to do this, but she could just say like, Hey, you know, um, I have an interview here right. <laughs> and I'm really excited about meeting you. And I just like wanted to be honest and like transparent about the situation. And I think usually when you go into a situation like that with like authenticity and truth, like everything works out because like, you don't know, like I said, there's no one, two, three, like steps mm -hmm, of doing right. this correctly. One of the things I'd like to leave her with, at least there's some options of ideas, because I think that's a really tricky situation. And I don't, I agree there might not be a right or a wrong reason, uh, way to do it, but some options I think also include like, hey, maybe ask if this person is going to be your interviewer, ask that, ask that person if they can have someone else interview you. Or if it is the person that's going to interview you, then you just sleep your way to the top. That is not endorsed by the Dateable Podcast. Yeah. I don't believe in sleeping your way to the top because you got to be really confident in your bedroom skills. But I do believe in um, taking dick pics as collateral. So I would just, you know, go on the date, find a way to take a dick pic and... You know, if you don't get hired for the job, blackmail him. Yue, have you done this before? <laughs> Just, I, my brain works in mysterious ways. Job. Cheryl's gonna get this job, damn it. She is my soulmate. All right, we're gonna wrap this up, guys. Guys at home, remember you can also share your dating stories with us. We would love to have you on our podcast. We love these beautiful dating stories. Let's get more of these in. And uh, we can change your name. We can change the names of the parties involved in your story. We will protect your identity if necessary. And last but not least, I want to thank Julianne for being here. Yeah. Thanks for being the beautiful soul you are. And Michael, what do you have to say? Stay dateable. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Mm -hmm.